This is Good Morning NoCo with Brian Carey and Tanner Schwint on Northern Colorado's Voice, 103.1 and 1310 KFKA. 808 here on a Friday morning. Uh, hopefully, as we were just looking through the uh, sports uh, lineup for this Friday night, not a lot going on. Hopefully, you enjoyed the action-packed night that was last night because uh, not a lot here on this Friday locally to speak of, but we had the Avs on ESPN last night. Another dominant win uh, for the Colorado Avalanche. It seems like uh, we were talking about it with the Nuggets, but uh, they have uh, flipped that switch just a little bit. I get it. The Chicago Blackhawks, not a good team this year. Uh, Still. But still, back-to-back games with five goals scored, uh, 5-0. They uh, blanked the Blackhawks on the road last night. Uh, they are back in action tomorrow. Uh, but a big win last night on primetime, and that draws them even with the Winnipeg Jets uh, with 79 points in what's going to be a very Look volatile uh, and, and, and tight race in that Western Conference in the NHL, Brian. Yeah, and you, you were talking about it the other day, that they, they have – Flipped a switch, much like we were talking about with the Nuggets. Uh, when we run that promo talking about two parades, and all, yeah. you start to dream because, it, you know, it was asked the other day when Brady was in here, you know, which, which team, if it's going to be one, you know, is there a better chance of one of them doing it? Is there a good chance of two of them doing it? The more the avalanche over the last couple games, seeing their offense light up, and get back there, and the fact that they haven't been allowing a lot of goals here since the All-Star break. Yeah. They are turning it on at the right time. Uh, I would imagine they're getting healthier. They are. Well, know. and Valerie Nichuskin's out of the player uh, the uh, player program, a substance player substance program, I believe is what it is. Um, uh, and he's getting back out of that after uh, what was a long run without him. And that's something where, uh, do we have the, the name of an angel the uh, player assistance program thank you the player assistance program that helps with substance uh abuse and things like that but getting him back is going to be a big contribution yes the avs uh, are looking good last night and it was a shutout uh for the avalanche they're playing a lot better defense which has been our biggest gripe with this team uh but justice anunan was the goalie, so they had their backup goalie in that last oh, night did. and still pitched the shutout against the Chicago Blackhawks. Nathan McKinnon, another goal and another assist. The dude's just ridiculous. Uh, Zach Parise, who they went out and got. Uh, Is that Parise? Uh, Parise, uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Zach Parise, uh, he had a couple of goals last night. So it's just uh, the things are falling into place right now, and it's a really fun time uh, for the Colorado Avalanche. Again, they're back in action tomorrow, mid afternoon game, 4 o'clock against the Nashville Predators. Nashville, uh, right below the Avs in the standings. So, uh, and officially, hundred points on the season for Nathan McKinnon after last wow. night. Uh, another one for uh, for Nathan McKinnon. And we don't talk about him enough. In all honesty, uh, as much as we we fawn over the Joker and and everything that he accomplished, rightfully so. Yeah. But I I think because we have that kind of talent here on the basketball court, we don't pay as much attention as we should and appreciate the greatness we have that we get to watch in Nathan McKinnon. Hopefully, two MVPs and two championships. I mean, how That's cool not would, would that be? No, it's not. I would say that those two are the odds-on favorite. I know Jokic is, and I, I do think uh, Mac will be as well. Um, plus, personally, had $100 on both these teams to win a championship. So I'll, I'll provide wow. breakfast burritos uh, 
one morning if that hits. One morning? Just one morning. Okay. Yeah, come on now. Got to protect. Uh, but uh, speaking of the Nuggets, they... Uh, no, because you'll bet it all on the Rockies yeah. to win the series. Oh, then. Yeah. 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 Take that six grand right on the Rockies. Yeah. Uh, Five-game winning streak for the Denver Nuggets now. They beat the Miami Heat last night, 103-97. to uh, It was a fun game last night. Jamal Murray, what's his health? What's his availability going forward? He, he twisted that ankle last night. Only got 14 minutes in the game. And uh, hopefully he can be healthy because this is the stretch, as Angel mentioned yesterday. Lakers, Suns, Celtics. Next three games. Next, uh, so they they are on a string of four straight games on national TV. Uh, tomorrow at six thirty, they're in Los Angeles to take on the Lakers on ABC. Then on the fifth on Tuesday. 8 o'clock on TNT against the Suns, and then on Thursday, 8 o'clock on TNT against the Celtics. So four straight games, nationally televised games, and uh, uh, five straight game winning streak for the uh, Denver Nuggets right now. And MPJ, 30 points last night. was an incredible performance. MPJ lighting it up, and as we were saying, KCP starting to hit some shots and getting into double figures each night is is great. But did either of you hear uh, a report after the game or where it stands right now with Jamal? I mean, was it just a freak thing that he twisted during that, or is there damage? Is there anything... It was a sprained ankle from all the reports that I saw in-game. I haven't heard anything yet from the Denver Nuggets about availability uh, for him against the Lakers uh, tomorrow. Uh, but again, uh, this is, just seems to be a constant with, uh, uh, with Jamal Murray. He, he, is, uh, uh, he has just been tough uh, to stay healthy. Uh, right now, the injury report on ESPN... Um, status estimated return is March 2nd for tomorrow, so I think there's still more information to come. So I'm wondering, was it just a twist that they're like, yeah. hey, we're going to win this game, I feel good about our team, we can give Jamal, let's not push it. If this was a real intense game, if it were playoff situation, would he not be questionable? Would he be a go? I, I don't I, There's think a lot of know unanswered, yet. I guess. I um, let's see, Michael Malone said that Jamal Murray wanted to give it a go. This is according for, uh, to Matt Brooks, who's a writer in digital content content specialist for the Nuggets, uh, that he wanted to give it a go in the second half, but his sprained ankle wasn't responding how he had ho- had hoped. Malone added that the Nuggets are trying to be, quote, as careful as possible, end quote, with Murray. So uh, we'll, we will see. But uh, the Nuggets got a big win last night. And, of course, we've been talking about uh, the UNC Bears. A tough loss uh, to Weber State. Rip Mike off. Rice joined us at 635 this morning talking about the poor officiating. Uh, we went, uh, Angel went back and, and got the uh, interview that he had, uh, Mike Rice had with Coach Steve Smiley yesterday. Here's a portion in uh, into the post-game interview with head coach Steve Smiley and Mike Rice. Obviously, Jaron Jaron with three-tenths of a second left hits the runner in the lane, called for the offensive foul. Any comment you would like to give on that sequence? Well, I just I just need to see it, watch it. Uh, I don't think it was in the restricted arc, that type of situation. I, I do know the only comment I'll make is that it's almost impossible to take a charge now because of the uh, the new block charge emphasis. So uh, I would say that, you know, uh, for that to be a charge would be a pretty unique situation. Um, and, again, I have not watched the film. Obviously, that would have been a game winner in regulation. Um, most of the time in those situations with the emphasis this year, most of the time those are not charges. Steve, also uh, with you guys down 83-81, uh, late in overtime, again, it was Jaron driving 
he was, I, I mean, to me, yep. D- Dylan Jones clearly committed a foul. The ball ruled out of bounds off Jaron. Again, just generally speaking, any any thought you had based on your perspective on that? Yeah, I don't mind giving my perspective on that one. That, that was a, a, a 1,000% foul. Uh, everyone saw it. Uh, the replay was clear as day. Uh, obviously, to not only get the call, but then to go to the monitor and have them re- you know, review it, uh, was a disaster. Uh, but, you know, the disappointing thing is you got, you got three Division One officials and, uh, and afterwards, as I was irate and, you know, doing what I needed to do, they all agreed that they missed the foul. It's like, look, man, like this is the biggest game of the year, the biggest stage of the year. We have a wide open layup. He fouls so he doesn't give up the wide open layup. And, uh, and, and yeah, I'll just say this. It was the wrong call. Yes, it was. And it's horrible. It's, it's, th- those are, damning words from a coach you don't especially steve steve's a mild-mannered dude him and mike both this is not something they this is out of character it it, it is um but for him to say it was a thousand percent a foul and for the refs to come over and say we missed it you get this at the high school level you understand it at the high school level these guys are out there making 35 bucks a game they're doing it to help give back. They enjoy the sport. At the Division One level, you can't have refs Mm-mm. coming over to the head coach in a game in the Big Sky Conference for second place saying, sorry, you can't have it. Nope. It's inexcusable. And if the Big Sky doesn't do something about this or say something about this, you lose more credibility as a conference. You robbed the Bears out of a second place spot. And I'm not – listen – I hate the coulda, woulda, shoulda. Plain and simple, they shouldn't have given up the lead in the in, in the second half. No, they had it. It should have never gone to overtime, but it did. It, it did. It and did. the refs took and, and determined the outcome of this game. Yep. And in, in a game where you know they're they're not complaining, they're not whining about the fact that uh, that uh, Brock Wisney fouled out. They're not whining about that. They're not whining about the fact that Langston Reynolds had four. Because Jaron really picked his game up. Jaron really said, okay, I'm running with St. Thomas. It's me tonight. What this team has been so good at all year is who's going to be the running mate for St. Thomas. A lot of times it has been uh, Langston. It has been Day Day. It has been somebody like that. But last night. But last night, it was Jaron really. Yep. And instead of two opportunities where the Bears should have either tied that game up in overtime or won the game at the end of regulation, the refs took it in their hands and said that's not happening. And that's inexcusable. No, it is totally inexcusable. And yes, this should not have gone to overtime. The Bears had this game. Inbound pass, it gets stolen, put up. You know, there were some some things that happened. But bottom line, when it got tied and went into overtime, I thought, okay, Bears are toast. You know, that letdown of letting that get away yeah. and, and for them to come back that I thought overtime was going to be just a runaway with Weber. Great job by Coach Smiley and that veteran team of being able to be together and and kept their composure after that because they came out. Even right away in overtime, right away, Bears fouled. We send them to the line, not how you want to start out no. the overtime. I mean, immediately there was a foul called. Put them at the line. But the Bears battled back, and they won. 
<laughs> it sounds political. It does, but my goodness, they should have. Uh, they the played count. hard enough to win that game, and they were not beaten. No, it's a, they, they weren't beaten. It's furious, and again, hearing from guys like Mike Rice and Steve Smiley, who are who are really the best in the business. I, I don't think you can find a better coach in the Big Sky than Steve Smiley. I don't think you can. I know you can't find a better college basketball broadcaster for the Big Sky than than Mike Rice, uh, and and for them to be so blown away by the lack of officiating in this. And again, as if you missed it earlier, the same ref in this game, um, the, the Wilson Holland, the same ref who did this game, was the lead ref of the CSU-Wyoming game. Uh, that's from courtesy of Steve Ivey, uh, our friend uh, friend of the station, friend of Brady's. Um, just uh, egregious. I, I, it's, it's they should not be working games anymore. No. Now, and, and it's not, I mean, now and then I'll complain about officiating, but this is not something yeah. I do either. Yeah. You know, but this was so egregious. Well, and now here's the thing. We can do this. We can sit here and we can complain and we can continue to, to go over this, but the Bears can't. Their play again in just about in a uh, little over 24 hours. Yeah, They're back on the court. They've got to win these next two games. They've got to get that. And get the mind right. If you dwell on this, it's not going to work out well. You've got teams that are playing really good basketball. This is one of the best UNC teams I've seen in my 10 years here at KFK. Same here. And you've got a real opportunity. So, I mean, right now, realistically, the worst that the Bears could do, unless they drop two games, the worst that they can do is that number four spot in the Big Sky Tournament. But the number two spot's still up for taking. Go and take care of what you can control and let the cards fall how they may. Yeah. So go and get back to it. And I know that's got to be Steve Smiley's message to his team this morning. And also just, they were on the road at Weber State, one of the best. And on the road and nearly won that. Should have won that. But that's got to make you feel... Like when it comes time to tournament time, there's nobody they should fear. No, there isn't. I mean, you you look at other, their road games. They beat Montana in, in overtime on the road. They lost uh, to Eastern Washington by three on the road. Uh, they lost in overtime to Weber State on the road. This team travels. This type of basketball travels. And I'm excited to see what they can do in the Big Sky Tournament. 8.22 the time. We've blown the clock. We're fired up this morning. Uh, uh, Bears lose last night to Weber State 85-81. 8.22 the time now. You're listening to Good morning noco Eight twenty-seven. the time here on a friday morning it's time for one of my favorite segments or the segment before one of my favorite segments this They're is all, where friday is fun friday that's is all there fun. is to it it is fun uh but this is the chance that we give you to win fifty dollars worth of free meat thanks to the merc right off of highway 66 thanks to Lori and miguel and the crew down there An incredible deli and great cuts of meat down there as well the best they've been a part of the wheel of meat for quite some time providing northern colorado with fifty dollars worth of free meat every single friday all you have to do it's very simple. You can't you can't have one in the last 30 days. But all you have to do is call, be the right caller that we ask for uh, by calling 970-353-1310. Uh, let's go caller number let's go caller number 8 today. Wow. Caller number 8. Let's let's uh, give uh, people a chance if they're right not uh, not right by your phone and you're hearing this. Caller number 8 970-353-1310 if you don't get through the first time. Do it. Call back 970-353 1310 
$50 worth of free meat. You can't lose if you're caller number eight. Nope. You you really, you you can't. Uh, we've got a beautiful wheel in here. It's gorgeous. It is. Really I've bedazzled it. I noticed that. Can you stop doing that? Yes. Could affect the spin. But I like the sparkles. And I, I, I get it. I get right. it. But just don't mess with There's the nothing spin. nothing wrong with glitter bombing a wheel. It's honestly the one important <laughs> role I have here at KFK is, is just to spin the wheel. Your sales is kind of important for me. No. Uh, well, yeah. <laughs> probably for both of us. Yeah. My wife, you know, future family, yeah, whatever. a few of us that uh, should matter. But 970-353-1310. Caller number eight. You're going to spin the wheel. You're going to get $50 worth of whatever cut of meat it lands on. And that's it. It's a it's simple game. Simple. No, it's, it's a, a simple, simple game. game 970-353-1310. Like <laughs> Caller number eight. We'll spin the wheel next. Eight thirty-one. The time. Let's not delay, Brian. No. Why wait any longer when we could just jump right into the wheel of meat? Let's give away some meat, shall we, Brian? You get fifty bucks worth of meat, and it ain't gonna cost you a penny. Can't go wrong with no matter where it lands. We got a great looking wheel today too, Brian. It really is. I mean, it always is fantastic. All the meats are incredible. Well, here we go. It is time to play Northern Colorado's favorite radio game show. It's time for the Wheel of Meat, brought to you by the Merck in Mead. Let's meet our contestant today. It is Jared from is Greeley. Yep. Jared from Greeley. Jared, how you doing, man? I'm doing awesome. How you doing, Brian? Hey, I am doing absolutely fantastic. What are you up to this morning, Jerry? Beautiful. Well, I'm on my way down to uh, Pecos to uh, pick up a load of uh, asphalt and headed back to Greeley. Fantastic, buddy. Well, thanks for the work you do there out on, out there on the road. We know that uh, you guys keep uh, keep America moving. So thanks for what you do, Jared. Yes, sir. Thank you, guys. You betcha. All right. Yeah, here's the way the Wheel of Meat works, Jared. Uh, we have six cuts of meat on this bad boy. Uh, we have, let's see, we have tubed meats. We have hot dogs and we have homemade sausages. We have some delicious fajita meat. Some chicken fajita, mm. some beef fajita, mm. combo fajitas. Uh, we have those fantastic center cut fillets. Oh, that just uh, didn't that sound good? Yeah. Just hearing that, it's your voice explaining it. Oh uh, yeah. Uh, how about this? We have no. Nope. Okay, no, no. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Quit trying to meet. No. We, yep. we we have very moist slathered ribs. Okay, it's getting right. weird now. Done. Okay. Uh, we <laughs> we have big beautiful chicken breasts with toro sauce, and. We have your grill's best friend. We have $50 worth of ground beef for you to make up some fantastic burgers or whatever you want on your grill. All right, Jerry. When you are ready, buddy, you tell Tanner to spin that wheel. Let's see what you get, man. Tanner, spin that wheel, buddy. Go for it. Yeah, Jared. All right. Come on. Come on. Jared, absolutely fired up. You got a little more fire in your spin there, Hester. How do you not? 
to get mad. Check you for performance enhancing drugs. Nope, you can't do that. <laughs> hey, here we go, Jared. You're going to be able to do what you want with it. you got 50 bucks worth of ground beef for you yeah. to throw onto your grill, do whatever you want Woo. with that stuff. Jared, you got it, man. Thank you so much Thank for you. spending your mornings with us. You are the yes, best, sir. man. Hang on. We'll get all your info. Have a great weekend, God Jared. God America. Dang right. <laughs> love it. There you go. There's Jared from Greeley. Jared every day for something. <laughs> I love that attitude. He is a uh, regular contributor here to uh, Good Morning NoCo. So, Thank you, brother. I uh, appreciate him. And as he said, God bless America. <laughs> and God bless the Colorado Rockies uh, in, in a southern sort of a way. Uh, bless you. Yeah. Uh, we'll talk <laughs> to Jerry Schimmel about the Rockies next. It's going to be a great year. But first, bottom of the hour, news and weather center. Eight forty, the time here in the Aloe Fiber Studios. I'm Tanner Schwent, Brian Gary, our guest joining us up on the Clearwater Products Hotline is Jerry Schimmel, voice of the Colorado Rockies. Jerry, how are you, my friend? I'm doing great. What's up, fellas? Hey, just enjoying a, a beautiful Friday, ready for a wonderful weekend, and uh, j- just digging all the uh, great sports action right now. Loving this time of year with everything winding down and baseball just gearing up. Yeah, exactly right. It's that time of year where everybody's hopeful with baseball, and we're winding down with the NBA and NHL and college basketball. It is. It's always a fun time of year this time of year. No, oh, it is, and you are uh, you're crushing it uh, with the with the calls, Jerry. Uh, um, I, I I sent a, a clip of your call of uh, Chris Bryant's home run the other day to Angel. Forgot to add any context, and it was a little late in the afternoon. And uh, I heard him talking on the whole show, and he's like, "Yeah, I'm just getting random clips sent to me now, and I'm like <laughs> just inject it into my veins." But uh, let's talk about our uh, our guy Chris Bryant there uh, making some headlines with his comments uh, yesterday. Uh, talking about when he signed that deal with the Rockies, it was, quote, it's like, oh, shoot, I need to get there, uh, talking about uh, uh, when uh, the, the lockout was going on and spring trading was started. He said there were other teams interested, but I didn't want to wait around. It was a completely different situation for a lot of free agents at the time. I guess I didn't do as much, uh, as much research into the prospects as I could, talking about the Colorado Rockies. Is, is there a sense that Chris is kind of regretting the contract he signed with the Rockies? I don't think so. You know, I think you could read that. I, I kind of read into that a little bit, too, and then talking to some people this morning. I don't think that is the case. I think I think what Chris is doing is kind of feeling the pressure of that contract a little bit and, and maybe trying to explain a few of his thoughts away a little bit. But, hey, the bottom line is for him, well, we know this. When he's healthy, he's a terrific player. There, there's He's an elite offensive player, no question about that. And he's had a great spring, like we've talked about, and he continues to do that. And when he's healthy, he's going to help that lineup. So, no, I think he was just sort of speculating a little bit. I think he's very happy with where he's at, obviously very happy with the money. I think when that contract came out, we we have have discussed it on this show, but I think it surprised a lot of people with the amount of money that he was able to, to garner from the Rockies. So, um, word was the time he was not going to get a better deal anywhere else. 
I think he's just fine. Very happy where he's at. Well, shouldn't he be? He's gotten a lot of money for not playing that much. 122 games over. He's played in 122 games over two seasons in Colorado. He's slashed uh, 259, 335, 404 with 15 home runs and 45 RBIs. If anybody should have done a little bit more research in this deal, probably should have been the Rockies, Jerry. Well, what, I, I guess that book is still open right now. The jury's still out because he's been hurt. But and, and you know what? You never count on that. When a team signs a free agent, you never count on him getting hurt. That particular guy doesn't plan on getting hurt. You know, a lot of guys, you know, I was looking at uh, Trey Turner's stats. He signed that gigantic free agent deal with Philadelphia. Had a terrible first half of the year. He was healthy, but he just wasn't playing well. And then he came on the second. I think there's a lot of pressure with guys to live up to the expectation of that contract. And I think that happened with Chris Bryant mentally to happen with him. And I think it certainly happened physically. But Jerry, the Rockies had to have known that he had a back injury. Like, I mean, it was before he even played. He went and had a procedure done. Am I wrong? No, no, you're exactly right. And I, I'm sure that the, and I don't remember the circumstances now exactly because it's been a couple of years, but, you know, I, I'm sure the Rockies had to have done their due diligence. You have to pass physicals in order for a free agent signing to, to be approved and, or a trade to be approved. So, yeah, I think they, they rolled the dice a little bit, but they didn't expect Chris Bryant to be hurt and have that back injury come back. I'm sure the word was back then, and again, I don't remember specifically, was he's fine or else they wouldn't have signed him. Yeah, I always find it interesting when you hear, and I think you mentioned this, Jerry, that you know they start to feel the pressure of this big contract they signed. And I'm like, man, if you signed a contract that big to make that kind of money, there sure as hell should be some pressure, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah you know, exactly. I know, I know, I know it. When I, when I've signed a contract, you know, I felt a little pressure afterwards. Yeah, yeah. I think it's human nature. Oh, I really no, do. No question. And I think it's especially when you're uh, you're a big-name athlete, you're a former MVP and a rookie of the year, and there's a lot of attention on you. You've had success, and you want to live up to that, and then you get hurt and it doesn't happen. You feel it. There's no question about it. Let, let me ask this. Sorry, Tanner, no, just jumping good. in. Jerry, with what you're seeing so far, uh, are you seeing any arms that have surprised you, or how are the Rockies? Because the big question, I think we feel confident we're going to have some offense. The big yeah. question is that pitching staff. What are you seeing so far, Jerry? You know, I've seen some really good things. I, I can tell you that some of the guys are looking for bounce-back years. I feel like they're going to do it. Uh, I saw Tyler Kinley throw the other day. He looked really sharp, hitting 98 miles an hour. Um, Ryan Feltner is a guy that looks like a different pitcher. Hmm. You know what happened with him last year when he got hurt, got hit by that ball. He's coming back. He's throwing upper 90s. I was watching a a simulated uh, game with him. He was throwing live BP, and he hit 97, 98, 97, 98, four consecutive pitches. I've never seen him throw over 94 or five. So he looks like uh, he's he's improved a lot. Jaden Hill is really intriguing. We've hmm. seen him pitch twice now, both times clean innings with two strikeouts and easy. Guys, he looks like he's warming up 98, 99 miles, 99.2, I think he threw the other day. Um, so that's a, a guy that had Tommy John surgery out of college. He was a second-round pick, but lots of upside with that guy. And there's some other young arms as well that are probably not ready yet, but you can see that they have p- potential. So, yeah, in terms of pitching, I'm a little bit surprised pleasantly with what I've seen with the young guys. Now, position player-wise, these young players, I'm telling you guys, can play. 
Amador and Fernandez, these guys are going to be not just big leaguers, but I think really, really good big league players. So talk to me about a couple of these guys. Amador was a guy that, you know, because we've heard the Zach Veens, we've heard the the Benny Montgomery's, uh, you know, and of course uh, the, the Nolan Jones and the guys that we saw out there. Brian's looking at me like we haven't heard. I shouldn't, I shouldn't talk like I'm not a Rockies fanatic. Um, but a lot of us have not heard these okay, names. Fair. <laughs> we know, like, I know that some of these guys are, are you know, obviously going to be very talented. We saw Tovar uh, show a little bit of power yesterday with the home run that he hit. Uh, but talk to us about some of these guys that maybe uh, have been under the radar that, that are showing flashes right now, Jerry. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know about Tanner under the radar because he's the number one prospect in the organization, but Adel Almador can play. I'm, I'm telling you, he can field. He's got great instincts. Um, and he's a switch hitter that has great plate discipline. Unlike a lot of young guys that we've seen, it, it, we talked this last week, the Rockies led the league in strikeouts by a, a mile last year. Here's a guy that's got great command of the strike zone, great plate discipline, mm-hmm. goes the other way with the ball and doesn't strike out. He's got more. He's the, he's the only, I think, um, player in the organization, the top 25 of their players, that has more walks and strikeouts in his minor league career. And he's only 20 years old. Uh, that guy's going to be great. And, and I don't know if this will happen, but don't be surprised if it does. If at the trade deadline, um, or the regular second baseman is not, not up playing up to potential, they, they might well trade, uh, Brandon Rogers and just let this guy play second because he's going to be a terrific player. Um, and Keel Fernandez has an extremely quick bat with incredible power. He really does. I mean, we hit the first home run we saw the other day, and it was a pitch low and away, and he took about a half a swing and pulled the ball for a home run to right field. I haven't seen that in a long time. I really haven't. It shows that he's got great strength, obviously, but a really quick back. That guy's going to be your future right fielder for the Rockies. So those are the two guys that are probably at the top of my list that I'm super excited about. Um, we, we have been talking about them all winter, and now I'm getting eyes on them. They're impressive. I'm telling you, they're really good. That's awesome. Yeah, and so talk to me about Amador. Where is he, is he going to start out in AAA? Is that where he's going to be, Jerry? I'm guessing that's going to be the case. I mean, there's a possibility he could break camp and be a utility guy because he's played third, short, and second. He hasn't played in the outfield, but I think if you wanted him to, he probably could. But there's a chance he could be that, that bench guy. But I think they want him at age 20 to play every day. So my guess he starts at AAA. But don't be surprised if, if Brendan Rodgers is off to a slow start. That guy comes up and, and plays a lot of second base. Wow. That's ex- that's really yeah. exciting. A uh, couple of guys that we saw a little bit of last year, Jerry. Elaris Montero and Michael Tolia. Uh, mm-hmm. what, are, what are you seeing from these guys after an offseason uh, and now back at it? Uh, Tolia specifically, I know he uh, – there's another switch hitter maybe at that first base position. Uh, had a lot of trouble – with the strikeout as much of the Rockies, many of the Rockies did last year. What are you seeing from these two? Yeah, first of all, with Montero, had that great second half of the year, especially the, the last month and a half. Um, he ended up hitting 11 homers and didn't even play half the game. So it tells you the power potential he has. But we were hoping, we being Jack and I and some other people in the media, that he would pick up where he left off last year when he got hot. And he has done that. He, he's, he's done that. He's played solid first base. Had a lot of trouble at third, but his position is first. He'll probably be DH more than he'll play first base, but that's a guy who looks like a better hitter than last year, and he was really good toward the end of the season. So love what you're seeing with him. 
Michael Tolley is an interesting story. You know, he had 163 last year, had four homers, struck out, I think, almost 40% of the time. Almost half, the, half his outs were strikeouts, which is just incredible. And he's shown a little more plate discipline. He still has trouble hitting from the right side, even though he's a switch hitter. This is doer. This is a break. For, I mean, it's a do or die for him. I think he's the point where the Rockies are like, let's see what he's finally got. If he doesn't show that potential of being a number one pick like he was, then we might have to move on from him. But right now, he's got their attention. We'll see if it holds up. Yeah, last uh, player I wanted to talk about, Slam Hilliard, uh, coming back to the Colorado Rockies. Uh, <laughs> Sam Hilliard, of course, uh, spent some time with the Rockies, then uh, bounced over the place. He was with the Braves for a while. Uh, this is a guy, you just look at him physically, Jerry, and you think, this guy's going to be able to play some ball. Uh, talk to us about Sam Hilliard coming back with the Rockies. Yeah, a little bit surprised by that because the Rockies really have a, a glut of young outfielders that they probably have to do something with. I mean, there's four or five guys that are that look like they're big leaguers. And, and I heard this just the other day, I think on Wednesday, a group of media members talking about how the Rockies might have to trade some of those outfielders to get some pitching. Mm-hmm. And then they go ahead and, and sign Sam Hilliard to make it even more crowded outfield. Sam's not going to start with a big league team, I don't think, anyway. He's probably going to start in the minors, but he's an insurance policy. And we know that he can play defense, and we know he's got some pop in his bat. He still has struggle with the, with the strikeouts. But, yeah, that's just a guy that uh, you know, the Rockies, like if he wasn't striking out a lot, would love his upside. Right now, I think they're just looking at him as an insurance policy. Well, uh, Jerry, break down what you think this uh, this uh, this starting uh, uh, roster is going to look like, or the starting uh, position players. Uh, how do you think it's going to shape up? Yeah, I think the infield looks like McMahon, Tovar, Rogers, and Bryant on the infield. You got Elias Diaz behind the plate, and you got Nolan Jones in center. Um, your Gold Glove outfielder uh, is in center field, and I think it's probably going to be. In right field, probably Sean Bouchard is probably going to be the starter. And then Charlie Blackman is your DH. Depending on the matchup, Montero and Blackman are probably going to switch off, a platoon being that DH. So um, that's probably what it looks like. We saw that lineup in a game, I think, on Monday, that exact lineup. We're very close to it. I think that's what it's probably going to look like come regular season. Well, I, I'm excited, man. Uh, the the Rockies bus is uh, is warming up here. I know uh, I'm working on. You, you hear the horn. Uh, we've got at least the horn working on the Rockies bus. I'm glad you found that wire. We're going to cruise yeah. our way to at least 71 wins. That's my prediction this year, Jerry. But uh, excited to see these young guys, uh, and uh, it's great hearing uh, hearing you guys back on the call, uh, my friend. And and uh, cannot wait for opening day. We're inching closer here as we uh, today, the first day of March. We're getting close, Jerry. Yep, we're getting close. I, I know, I'm excited too. You know, we, we've been talking, us three all winter, about the Rockies and the bounce back year they're going to have and the things that we needed to see, like health, which we have right now, other than yeah. Daniel Bard, and the young guys. And I'm, we're seeing flashes of great talent that way. So I'm with both of you. I'm excited. I really am. It's going to be a, a much better year. I don't know if the Rockies are going to light the world on fire. Uh, and you know, catch lightning in a bottle, but they're going to be a much improved team. I can just feel it. When is uh, the the Rockies' first regular season game, Jerry? Do you know that off the top of your head? I do. It's uh, March twenty. No, I guess it's not off the top of my head <laughs> because I would have known that. Um, now the first first game is March twenty eighth, Thursday. 
Thursday, March 28th yep. against the Arizona Diamondbacks in yeah, Arizona. Man. No more yes, flips sir. of the calendar. No more. That's right. No we're, more. we're in baseball season. Jerry, we love you, my friend. Thanks so much. And uh, I can't wait to keep having this conversation with you through the uh, regular season. No and doubt. I'm ready for Rockies baseball, my friend. Thank you, guys. Love you. Have a great weekend. You too, Jerry. There you go. Jerry Schimmel, voice of the Colorado Rockies. 8.54 the time. Now you're listening to Good Morning NoCo. Oh, this is a story I forgot to get to this morning, Brian, but while we have just a couple of minutes, I want to uh, get to this. I can pull it up. Some weird... So the Combine's going on right now. Um, Out at your farm? The NFL Combine. Oh, okay. And uh, there's some weird (laughs) quotes coming out of some of the people at the Combine. Uh, Tight end uh, draft prospect Tip Riemann uh, from Illinois, from the uh, Fighting, Fighting Illini, uh, came out and said, have you ever seen a baby pigeon? Have you ever seen a baby pigeon? No, they're no. not real. Uh, how do we know that power lines aren't pigeon recharging stations? I've heard this before. Because <laughs> you see them sitting there all the time. That's right. Bird, that's where the birds recharge. That was his answer yeah. to in one of the combine questions. How did he answer the flat earth one? Uh, did you see the other guy that came out? I did. Yeah. I did. I saw that guy who was really they're brilliant, just, and that's a great thing to bring up see, at okay, the combine. No, 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 no. They're messing with people to get that reaction right there. That's what they're doing. How do you know They're that? just, because that's did not that something. Did that guy come out and say they, afterwards that he was just joking? No. No, no he didn't. He didn't. But no, they, he was legit. To come out and, no. Oh, to come yes. out and be that ludicrous, no. No, he was legit. He's looking for responses no, like that. No, There's, he was legit. You don't say that in the combine if you're not messing around. Oh, I think, he, what, was, I, I think th- he was legit. I think it's hilarious. Well, let's get him on. Okay, let's All do right, that. Let's do that. Uh, it, not today, though, because now we've got wine at nine. Uh, with, well, that sounds like something we should be drinking for. So a meteorologist, a lawyer, and two radio hosts walk into a bar. Oh, this doesn't turn out good. We're going to need a priest. <laughs> <laughs> Hobble up from Bruno Lilly Legal's going, or Bruno Lilly LeClaire, excuse me, going to join us. Cody Wilson, Devon, Front Range Weather Meteorologist, going to join us for Wine at Nine, presented by Hilltop Beverage. Coming your way next.